I'm Tanner Johnson. And I'm Jack Dodgen. We're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Teen life can be difficult to navigate. New emotions, experiences, pressures, and challenges shape what we understand about our identity. It's almost like navigating a maze. Twists, turns, dead ends. Uh, the race can be both exhilarating and terrifying. At Through the Maze podcast, we believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we put our trust in him, we can navigate the maze and build our identity based on who he says we are. And in the end, find life and life to the fullest. Thank you for walking alongside us today. series on bullying today. Uh, We are talking about what to do whenever you witness bullying, you see it happening. Um, uh, We got Jack here today. Hello. How's how's it going, man? Hello. It's going well. It's going Um, well. I'm I'm, uh, decked out in my uh, Eagle Fang stuff, Eagle Fang Karate. I don't know if you you watch the new uh, Cobra Kai stuff. I don't because I don't have... Okay. I don't. Don't uh, bully. Good. Please leave me alone in the comments and probably, probably a good call. <laughs> don't honestly. bully me, please. Honestly, but I mean, like the more that I, the more that I think about that and watch it, it's like such a perfect example of the like cycle of bullying that happens. You know, karate's supposed to be the self defense. Yeah. They teach the self defense. Yeah. But they turn around and use it to just beat up the other kids again, and yeah. it's just so. I mean, it's a perfect example. So homework is go watch that show and then do the opposite. Um, just kidding. I don't yes. know. There's probably some study value up. For, study up <laughs> for some of that. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're going to talk about self defense today. Self defense. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the correct way to throw yeah. a karate chop. I don't know. Uh, but uh, so talking about what to do when we witness bullying, and my mind went straight to. Um, the mercy rule. You're familiar with the mercy rule, yeah. things like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, that the origins uh, it has origins in baseball, where the mercy rule is basically where uh, some sporting event is so uh, lopsided, yeah, uneven that they call the game off. Uh, and it, like, I guess the origin it's origins in baseball because in theory you could get to an inning in baseball that just lasted forever, technically, because you have to get yeah. three outs and yeah. they could just keep just scoring, keep run, going, after yeah. run after run after run. Uh, if you ever watched baseball and you're not a baseball fan, like doesn't it already go on forever? But uh, it doesn't. It does. It, it, it basically <laughs> does. But um, so there was. There's one particular story that I, I thought was pretty interesting. There's uh, the Hilo High, uh, the Hilo High School in Hawaii. They had a football game where they actually influenced a change to the mercy rule after it ended. Uh, the change went from uh, once it got to a certain lopsided point, they would run. They just have a running clock for the the rest of the game. But they changed it to where anytime there's a 35 point differential in the game, they're just going to run the clock That's for the rest of it so to try to much. try to knock it out. Um, you want to you want to guess what the final score of their game was that changed this rule? 30, okay, so a 35 point differential. Yeah. Is it like 35 to zero? Is that what we're? So the the final score of this game was 104 to zero. Oh my in a, goodness! In a football game. So if you, oh if you, football okay yeah, yeah this is football yeah sorry I was not baseball. baseball yeah no like, baseball yeah yeah it's no incredible. sorry I guess I should have uh, put that in there this is a football game we're talking about which is still an I insane... totally would have gotten it right <laughs> yeah, yeah no, my bad my bad I, my goodness yeah hundred four zero if if you ever been a part of a uh, a football team that's not very good which like my team went one and nine my senior year uh, we had a lot of games that were runaways where it's you know just you're watching the backs of the team for most of the game. And, uh, yeah, it's not My not good, but I can't imagine 104-0. It's no. pretty brutal. Uh, but the idea behind a mercy rule is it's kind of this intervening force that's meant to protect maybe a, one of the teams from injury and just straight up 
humiliation yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at some point. Um, <clears throat> there, I think there's some kind of mixed feelings about mercy rules with coaches and stuff. Like, but we won't get into that. But for the case of bullying, I thought it was a pretty good example yeah. where yeah. you have this straight up. I mean, we've, we've talked about it over and over again. This uh, this power imbalance that happens where one side is just they they, they the do same. what they want. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah they they beat yeah. up on the other the other side of it. And so, thinking of us being uh, witnesses to bullying, we kind of had this opportunity to see this imbalance, one side running yep. away from it. And our goal is to intervene in such a way that it, you know, stops one party from being injured or humiliated yeah. anymore and maybe bringing one side back to, hey, like, calm down, like, chill out a little bit. Um, some stats on this for, which I, some of this I, I thought was pretty interesting for just witnesses uh, to bullying. And there's this APA study that came out that uh, showed that. Uh, 63% of kids said that they witnessed their peers being bullied. So um, there's another stat that I, I didn't get into our little notes here that's, uh, that said um, 80%, uh, sorry, just a second. Uh, there's, uh, there's bystanders present for 80% of bullying incidents, but uh, people intervene less than 20% of the time. Yeah. Uh, so there's like 60% of these bullying events take place where where people witness it and they just don't say anything at all and it just keeps going on and on so um we we got a report that said approximately 28 percent said that they were completely uninvolved in any bullying episodes girls reported seeing bullying more often than boys do uh, but this this was what i thought was interesting because i think sometimes whenever you whenever you see yourself as kind of on the outside as a witness to it you think uh, nothing's happening to me, you know. I'm yeah, gonna glad lay I'm low. not that guy. Uh, I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hang out yeah, off on yeah. the side. But uh, actually, it was found that students who witnessed acts of bullying were more likely to report greater psychological distress than those students who were bullies or victims, uh, hmm. according to the results. This is the case even for students who had not been victims themselves, although being both a witness and a victim significantly predicted mental health problems. So if you're you witness it and you're a victim, it's way up. But but this could be because of, you know, there's the worry that am I next, you know, there's distress, anxiety that comes from it. But there's also this deep feeling of guilt for not jumping in, right? Like you, you witness it happening, you see another kid being mistreated, and you have this this thing weighing on you that maybe I should have said yeah, something. Yeah, as I maybe was reading I through the notes, I thought about this kid yeah. that I saw get bullied in, yeah. uh, in, uh, yeah. uh, in middle school. And I'm like, mm. man, I still wish I had done something. Right. So yeah, thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's right. I yeah. wanted to bring it right back up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm o- trying to o- That's actually what I wanted to know. talk to you about today. That's right. right? <laughs> like that's, It was actually an intervention in disguise. No, but uh, that, that bystander yeah. effect thing is is very real they've Mm. done all sorts of studies on all sorts of different situations of there's there's tons of us people watching this thing happening some surely somebody you know will Mm. call the police or somebody will stop that man or somebody will and when everybody thinks that way then nobody does yeah yeah it's it's crazy uh, seeing seeing some of those and i mean that goes for bullying and like some other examples like there's been studies that have people where they all like have some guy laying on the street like he's in pain or something like he's hurt like he got yeah. mugged or whatever and then um, people just walk by <laughs> and they just nobody does anything um, but to, yeah for bullying it's the same thing it's just like yeah. trying to lay low but you see it all happening like I think I mentioned a story about a kid early earlier in this series that I, I saw being bullied that I, I didn't do anything about either so I definitely uh, have been there too but uh, let's get into some scripture here and uh, this this 
story may come off as a little bit of a stretch because I, I have to you have to kind of put a little bit into it thinking about some of the possible background of what's going on uh, but there's a story where Jesus is invited over to a Pharisee's house to eat and um, while they are eating this woman comes into the house and she uh, she cleans off Jesus's feet with her tears wipes it with her hair uh, she anoints his feet with oil does does all this stuff and you kind of get to see a little bit of the perception of her to the Pharisees yeah. and to some of the other guests in the house. Uh, this is in Luke chapter 7, and this this is in verse 39, talking about uh, kind of the, the Pharisees' thoughts. Uh, when the Pharisee who had invited him it, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. So uh, you get a kind of this immediate... Um, picture of the dynamic in the room uh there's there's the pharisees and the other guests pharisee says to himself if, if he's a prophet he's he'll know who's touching it that she's a sinner like she's terrible uh and we can kind of speculate from that what the public opinion of this woman is yeah uh, you can imagine that there's whispers in the room between the other guests uh imagine the rude things that people call her on the day-to-day outside of here uh you can imagine the way the holy people uh, point to her when they're trying to show off how great they are. Um, but Jesus, I, I think the pre- well, what they would predict that Jesus would do is, you know, push her away, is to not deal with a sinner, a woman like this. Yeah. Um, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. But join in this, almost join in on the powerful side. You yeah. Know? We talked about how we're influenced by peer pressure to also engage in the bullying things like that yeah this is how the the leaders of yeah. the people are supposed to be they're so yeah. spiritual they're above everybody else yeah, yeah yeah uh but but jesus goes in a little bit of a different direction and this is verse 41 through 42 of that same chapter it says he he goes into this parable talking to the pharisees he says two people owe, owed money to a certain money lender one owed him 500 denarii the other 50 neither of them had the money to pay him back so he forgave the debts of both uh now which of them uh, will love him more, and Jesus points this out and kind of asks the question. That asks that question, and the Pharisee, you know, probably mumbles to himself, "Under well, I guess the one that owed more, right?" And but um, yeah. but Jesus kind of says that, you know, kind of pointing out this idea that uh, forgiveness is really important, that mercy is extended to both parties. Uh, he points out that this sinner did all the things uh, and more that she was supposed to do when she came in. Like if you look into the rest of this story. She actually takes care of Jesus. She actually washes his feet, which was the custom to do. Uh, she actually anointed his feet with oil when you're supposed to anoint their head with oil and yep. uh, all, all these things. Because uh, perfume is super expensive, and that's yeah. a huge waste of money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, pour it all over your feet. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it, it was kind of weird, but he also points out, to the Pharisee, you did none of these things. Like yeah. the basic yeah. acts of hospitality, you didn't do any of this, but she did better. But when he gets into this parable, there's a point that's made that mercy is extended to both parties yeah. uh, whenever he's talking about these two that owe debts. Um, and mercy is supposed to give way to peace. And uh, we can kind of talk about that in another parable that Jesus tells where he's talking about this parable of an unmerciful servant. And to summarize that, basically, he, it's it's a very similar story in that uh, there's a master that forgives the debt of one man who owes a lot of money and sends him away, you know, grateful for a little while, I guess. But then the servant goes to a lower servant and that owes him money, and he 
throws him in prison. You know, he gets a yep. he he yep. uh, takes this imbalance and doesn't show mercy, and so you you have this fighting between two people. I mean, there's this there's this imbalance between two people that stays there, um, but instead, mercy is supposed to give way to peace. In that, both of these are forgiven. You both see that you you needed the mercy, and you're supposed to go on your way. Yeah, having having that slate cleaned and being yeah, able yeah. to go and, and walk from there. And yeah. Luke's Luke's gospel is full of mm-hmm. that. That's that's mm-hmm. what his he if you you read through his compared to the other gospels, Luke's very focused mm-hmm. on all of the marginalized hurt people. Mm-hmm. How the Pharisees and other Jewish leaders saw those people and what Jesus did to elevate those that mm-hmm. were down at the bottom, not to elevate them over the you know now right. we're the good ones and the Pharisees yeah. are down here at the bottom yeah. it's no let's make this all right level yeah. let's yeah. level the playing field here level the power out let's extend this mercy yeah peace, yeah definitely yeah yeah this yeah this mercy gives way to peace and that yep. yeah the slates are clean that that's uh, a great way of explaining it uh there's so when we think about this too that mercy mercy is extended to everyone right it's yeah. it's extended and it's out there but sometimes there's, there's always going to be the chance that mercy's unappreciated uh, yes. But the example of Christ, if we are to be following Christ as as we're walking through all of this, it's too extended. Still. Yep. Like mercy is still out there. We still put it out there for them. Now, it's very obvious for one side of this, the person that is being bullied really needs mercy there, all alone there. Yeah. The ones being picked on, all this is happening, and it, that's obvious. There's also need for mercy in the person that's engaging in bullying there's kind of this hope that the person engaging in this bullying they, they see that behavior and they change you know that, that's part of it yeah this um, this woman here who's done so much sinful stuff yeah she mm-hmm. owes a lot of money in this parable that mm-hmm. jesus is using here but that's also the pharisees who are being jerks who also have their sin in their life and mm-hmm. also owe but can be forgiven by god too and yeah. so it's it that, that's why we spent the time we did on those two episodes of, mm. yeah, if you're being bullied, then, yeah, you, you need help from yeah. those situations. If you are bullying, you also need help from the situation yeah. that you're yeah. in, too, and God gives grace to yeah. both. Yeah. We just have to insert ourselves <laughs> into right. it and, and bring it about. Right, right. And um, I think there's there's this idea, and this is also getting a little bit into some of the, the practical application uh, of, of this episode, but um, mercy doesn't always necessarily excuse bad behavior. Yeah. Right? I think we yeah, yeah. we kind of get the way that we like to practice mercy. I think is often I, I forgive you, <laughs> and and hopefully they change. You know, like me as a person, I'm I'm very forgi- You know, I'm trying to forgive you, and we feel good about that. But mercy doesn't always excuse bad behavior, but it's also not always merciful to excuse bad behavior. Like I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of a crazy example. Like I don't know if you maybe if you had a friend that constantly locks their keys in their car or something, and their proposed solution is I'm going to punch my window out in order to get the keys yeah, out of there, yeah. which is you know terrible. I don't know if anybody actually solution. does that, but obviously, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that's yeah. Uh, as someone who's locked their keys in their car multiple times, that's what you feel like doing right away. But um, but it's not merciful if you intervene and say, you know what, let's just get your keys out. Let, like, uh, you don't push them towards any type of change in their behavior. Sure. You know, like, 
hey, how about this? How about next time you just leave a spare key at home and have someone come and do it for you? Or maybe invest in some of those, you know, uh, lock picking things, you know, for your car, you know, yeah. to get into your car. Uh, not other people's cars, but your car. Um, I shouldn't have said you, that. You, you, think about, um, uh, <laughs> you think about the woman caught in adultery we yeah. talked about. Was it the last episode or the one, or one mm-hmm. before that of Jesus is there? She is, she has sinned and others have too and others were and going about all the mm. wrong way and we talked about all of that but there mm. is at the conclusion of that story neither do i condemn you go and sin no more yeah. and it's mercy but there's that mercy is given with the expectation of look here's a new chance mm. to live in a new way yeah uh, and get this thing sorted out yeah and and i and i kind of bring up this point in order to talk about what we're going to talk about next as far as like the actions to take because when you just read them off, sometimes it doesn't feel like mercy in the way that we yeah. kind of perceive it. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I, I mean, some people call it maybe tough love or something, but it's it's this idea of like when you involve yourself, it might call for you to ask people to change a little bit. Yeah, because um, you're trying to bring about peace, and peace yeah. comes through things being in harmony with with God's design uh, mm-hmm. and. So causing people to change from bad behavior to the appropriate behavior is where peace is going to come from. Right, right. Um, and so uh, first first overall arching point uh, of some of these uh, pieces of advice is removing positive reinforcement. Uh, as you standing on the outside as a witness looking into uh, this this stuff going on, this, this uh, bullying behavior that people are engaging in, um, Maybe it's as simple as, you know, don't laugh at the mean jokes. Don't yep. in, don't encourage the bully in any way. Don't, yeah, like, good job, punch him harder. Um, don't participate in it, obviously. Don't yep. jump in and be a, be a part of that. Stay at a safe dif- distance. Help the target get away, you know. Um, often bullies are looking for an audience. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking for that attention. They're looking for for uh, that encouragement out there. So don't, don't become an audience for the bullying behavior. Uh, reach out to them in, in friendship, uh, whether that's you know reaching out to the bully or whether that's reaching out to the person that is being bullied. Offer, yeah. offer them a, a safe place, I guess. Um, support the victim in private. I mean, after after it's over, make sure if you're not if you don't have the courage in the moment to intervene, uh, make sure you support the victim on the outside. Yeah, um, let them know you're there for them. Uh, if you notice someone's being isolated from others, invite them, invite them to join you. Uh, in, include the victim in some of your activities. And there's all, there's always the trusted um, solution that we talked about, telling adults, like let, yeah. let people know what's going on. So like it's just this rem- first removing the positive reinforcement, the, the, the cheering on of the, the bullying actions. Like, it's if it's not something that should be encouraged, don't encourage it. Right, you know, and even uh, as you said, just that watching, of mm-hmm. providing an audience is enough yeah. to positively reinforce right. the behavior. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I mean, even even something as far as like if you're being encouraged to join and participate, just say no, that's bullying, and just say that straight up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like just call it out for what it is. Uh, sometimes just um, ma- making sure that you know. Um, there's also the addition of negative punishment which is the technical term i wasn't trying to be like super mean but like that's like the psychological term for this set of actions negative punishment uh one is taking 
taking action by telling the bully to stop. Actually jumping in and like saying like, look, you're not getting the attention that you should you should want from this. You know, uh, this is not a positive way of dealing with what's going on. Um, maybe taking action by getting others to stand up to the bully with you. Uh, make sure that you know you let other people know like, hey, this isn't something that we should let go. Uh, I can't stand up to them by myself, but go and you know rally the troops, I guess. Yeah. Um, and not like to beat them up like uh, Cobra Kai, but uh, <laughs> maybe there's no, take, united uh, front, right? Yeah, because you, one on yeah. one, if one guy is way bigger, you know, there's yeah. a power imbalance. But then when it's one and there's four people, five people that are saying no, we're not going to mm. let you do this. Well, yeah. the power imbalance is leveled out, right? Right. Yeah. And and you would hope that I mean, and this is kind of a. Um, very optimistic way of looking at things. You would hope that you could go to this person and just say, like, hey, I've been watching the way you've been treating so-and-so. Like, I don't think it's right. Yeah. And maybe that gets them to change, but maybe it doesn't at all, and they don't care what you say. But that's you need to be able to get up and say, no, we don't like this. We're on their side. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, there's maybe uh, taking action by just uh, shifting the focus and redirecting the bully away from the victim. Yeah. Just uh, just being the person that steps in between is is huge. Um, there's there's a part in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, I'm gonna go back there. Yep, for sure. Um, in the Beatitudes, and I'm just gonna mention this briefly. Is uh, the Beatitude says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God." And I, the world doesn't appreciate peacemakers. It just I, I don't think so. I mean, instead, especially in the high school, you know, mindset, yep. it puts a premium on videos of fights, getting cheap laughs in at the expense of those that are less powerful. Yeah. Uh, it, our society has put a premium on mistreating others, and it's not, not right, and it's not good. Um, I, I wanted to wrap this series up with this image from Isaiah that I think is, is pretty beautiful. Uh, this comes comes from Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3 through 4. It says, uh, Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He'll teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out of Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. The nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Uh, the image here... It's describing people that are taking these instruments of war and violence, and they're turning them into gardening tools, basically. Yeah. Um, maybe you don't like gardening; you think gardening is lame. Uh, but the picture here is peace in the end, right? Yep. It's it's an action that is one a direct result of allowing God to teach us His way. Right? God. But what's also interesting is that God isn't the one that beats the swords and spears into plowshares. It's the people that decide to do so as a result for listening to God's way. And um, people that are bullied are in need of mercy. Okay, They're dealing with trauma. They're feeling powerless day after day. They often feel very alone. Right? People that are bullying are in need of mercy. They're dealing with trauma and feeling powerless day after day. It might look different than the person they're bullying. Yep. It's powerless at home. It's powerless in some other area of their life, and they're just desperately trying to deal with it in ways that hurt others, and we should acknowledge the hurt that they cause others. But they're also often very alone in their problems that they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, the world needs peacemakers, children of God, like the Beatitudes say. 
what a great world it would be if instead of swords and spears, we cared for one another. We met each other's needs. We focused on what on making others feel valuable. Um, it sounds way out there, but it's not impossible. It's predicted. That's what Isaiah is, is pointing towards. Yep. But what it takes is God's kingdom mobilizing. It takes the the people that are following Jesus to step in and say, like, this isn't right. This isn't what God wants for his world. Um, maybe you sitting there listening as someone who's witnessed bullying over and over and over again, you might be overwhelmed saying that I, I can't change the world. And that's probably to a certain degree true. But God's love can. God's love changes everything. Um, you may not end bullying as we know it, but you can have a very profound effect on one or two people if you just have 20 seconds of insane courage uh, to step up. Um, instead of just keeping them in your thoughts and prayers, be an answered prayer. Step in and call it out for what it is. Let God change the world, but he calls you to show up and be there. So, um, yeah, I think this, that, this picture piece is going to happen. Yeah, God that, wants you to be that, that a, is, a part of a part of what makes it happen. Absolutely, so just do what ab- you can. Absolutely, I mean it's it's a opportunity for God to grow you, make you closer to what we were meant to be, and with His mercy, hopefully we come to a place of peace. Um, it yep. will come to a p- place of peace one way or another. Yeah, like Jack is is saying, but. We, we get to be a part of that. And that's that's yeah. really cool, too, and you shouldn't devalue that at all. Uh, but that's going to be uh, kind of the wrap for our, our bullying series. Uh, yeah. Make sure that if you, you have any comments, uh, anything that you, you heard that you liked, that you want to uh, throw some encouragement out there, if you have any stories or examples of how you've dealt with it in any of the ways we talked about, uh, please, please throw a comment out there. Uh, share with people that you think might be in need of, of hearing some of this stuff. And... Um, Thank you for for listening and supporting. So, see you next time. All right, see you next time. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on the Through the Maze podcast. This is the part where we navigate team life together. Subscribe and like this podcast. Share with friends. Leave a comment about your experience dealing with the issues we talked about. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We'd love to see you share what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. What are your stories about dealing with today's topic? It's also an opportunity to share a word of encouragement as we try to understand where Christ is leading us and navigate through the